Hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Ruver. This is the Word of the King, Holiness Bibles for the Blind. In the book of Ecclesiastes, we're told where the Word of the King is, there is power who may say unto him, What doest thou today? I'm going to be speaking concerning the Incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right, refer to the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. I speak of his coming down as Emmanuel, God with us, being conceived of the Holy Ghost in the womb of the then Virgin Mary. And I'm going to start off here by having a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you, dear Lord God, that you were willing to come down to this sin-cursed earth as a man in the person of your Son, Jesus Christ, and with a purpose in that to die for the sins of the world and to rise from the dead the third day for our justification, that whosoever believeth on him, Father, um, the Lord Jesus Christ might be saved. And Father, I pray to God as a result of this uh, teaching, this message, that souls who have yet to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ would listen to this message as it will be posted according to your will at Holiness Bibles for the Blind, and they would repent towards you through faith in Jesus Christ. And for those who have believed, dear Lord God, and are listening, dear Lord God, may they stand all the more in awe, dear Lord God, of just how wonderful and how gracious and how merciful you are, Lord God. And just what an amazing uh, thing it is, dear God, that you would come down here, dear Lord God, that you would humble yourself and become as a servant, like it says in Philippians chapter 2, and be obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. For it's in Jesus' name, pray these things and give thanks. In the Gospel, according to St. Matthew chapter 1, Verse 1, I read here in the King James Bible, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Go down to verse 18, St. Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost, Verse 19, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Joseph was not willing to make Mary a public example under the Old Testament law, the law of Moses. Fornicators were supposed to be stoned. Verse 20 of St. Matthew chapter 1, But while he Thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Verse 21, she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. That name Jesus, in Hebrew, Yeshua, that name means salvation. So they called his name Salvation. 
For indeed, he would save his people from their sins. Dear listener, listening, have you been saved from your sins? Have you received salvation? Have you received Jesus? Verse 22 of St. Matthew chapter 1. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, speaking of Isaiah, saying, verse 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. That very prophecy by the prophet Isaiah is recorded in Isaiah chapter 7. Verse 13, 14. And he said, hear, now, hear ye now, O house of David. Is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will ye weary my God also? Verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Turn over to Philippians. We're going to turn to Philippians chapter 2. Verse 4, we're exhorted as Christians, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Verse 5, with this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, um, he was indeed selfless before men, serving not himself, serving his Father in heaven and serving others. So we're exhorted, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6, Philippians chapter 2, Who being in the form of God, thought not robbery to be equal with God. We know robbery is sin, so when the Philippians 2 verse 6 says that Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal with God, it means he thought it not sin to be equal with God because he was one with his Father in heaven. And as his Father worked, he worked. And praise God, the work which the Father gave him to do, he finished. As it is written in St. John 17. Again, speaking of Jesus Christ, who being in form of God, thought not robbery to be equal with God, verse 7 of Philippians 2, but made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So again, Jesus Christ made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Verse 8, Philippians 2, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. It is written, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it's written. Romans 3, verse 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6 says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away, and we all do fade as a leaf. There in the book of Leviticus, chapter 17, God uh, establishes a principle, a fact, that the life of the flesh is in the blood, and it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. 
We're told in the book of Romans 5, wherefore is by one man, speaking of Adam, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for they all have sinned. Jesus Christ, 100% man, 100% God, came down as the second Adam. We're told, it is written, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 22, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. The previous verse, verse 21, says, For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. So, for as by one man's disobedience, speaking of Adam, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, speaking of Jesus Christ, shall many be made righteous. And we see here an exhortation, dear Christian, verse 34, 1 Corinthians 15, Awake to righteousness and sin not. Some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. May the Lord help us to truly be bold witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. The second Adam, the last Adam, as the scriptures refer to him, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45 it is written, and So it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul, the last Adam, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit. As a result of Jesus Christ being 100% God and 100% man, as the last Adam, we're told in the book of Hebrews, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was at all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 47, we're told, Again, verse 45 we read, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Verse 46, Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. We were told earlier in the book of 1 Corinthians that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Hence, it was all the more necessary that the last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, come down and die as a ransom, a payment for many to save us as his people from our sins, that we might be partakers of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, whereby we have those things which are freely given to us of God, made known to us. Again, howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, said in St. John chapter 6, verse 63, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Verse 47 of 1 Corinthians 15, The first man is of the earth, earthy. Again, speaking of Adam, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, is the Lord from heaven. second man is the Lord from heaven. Yes, Jehovah God came down, contrary to what some, such as the Watchtower, would say. Jehovah God came down as the Lord from heaven. So the second man 
the last Adam in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 10 verse 9 tells us that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 1 John, it is written, verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he, God, is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In chapter 2 of 1 John, it is written, My little children, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Child of God, when you sin, you ought to be grieved, but you need not despair. Because you have an advocate with the Father. The Lord Jesus Christ, even as it is written in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, For there is one God, and one mediator tour between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So in the meantime, Christian, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong, Walk in the fear of your God all the more as a result of the work of grace that he's done in your heart. And may we as Christians truly be compelled to take up our cross all the more and to live for the God-man who came down as Emmanuel, God with us, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even so, Ephesians 2.8.9 tells us, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I want to read here a verse that I made reference to in Hebrews. Chapter 4. Verse 14, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ as our great high priest, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Verse 15, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And how are we, how are we exhorted to respond? Dear Christian, as a result of this exhortation, as a result of this fact, that we have a great high priest who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities, tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin, verse 16 of Hebrews 4. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy, find grace to help in time of need. Dear listener, if you have yet to truly receive mercy and grace of the Lord and the salvation, Behold, now is accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Jesus Christ who came down as Emmanuel, God with us, conceived of the Holy Ghost, born of a virgin, named Mary. He is willing to be your high priest and has your high priest before God Almighty stand before the Father in Heaven pleading your cause. And how does he plead the cause of those who believe on his name? He holds up those nail-scarred hands. He presents the nail-scarred feet. And he says, Father, that is to his Father in heaven, Father, that's one of my sheep. 
I died for that sheep. The Bible likens us, the children of God, unto sheep. And indeed it is written, Isaiah 53, verse 6, For all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. It is written in Isaiah 53. And indeed, as it is written in Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 9, there remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God. I'm reminded of the meekness and the humility of Emmanuel, the Lord Jesus Christ, God with us. When he said this in the book of Matthew, it is written, Matthew, Chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. St. Matthew 18. St. Matthew chapter 18. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Verse 2, and Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4, Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the saint is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 5, And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. Jump down. 2, verse 8, Jesus goes on to say, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. For it is better for thee to enter into life, halt or maim, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Verse 9, And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye, rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Jesus says, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven the angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 11, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Verse 12, How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so, he that, if so be that he find it, Verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Acts 4.12 declares, speaking, Lord Jesus Christ, neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ said it this way, St. John 14, 6. St. John 14, verse 6.
So I should go ahead here and start in verse 1 of St. John 14. Jesus, he's encouraging the heart of his disciples. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus said, believe in God, believe also in me, because Jesus was and is God. Verse 2, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Verse 5, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? Verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Verse 7, Jesus also said, If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. Henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Again, Jesus won. One with his Father in heaven, Jehovah God, as Jehovah God the Son. And we know that Jesus sent the witness of Jehovah the Spirit as a comforter to comfort his followers. Do you have the comforter, the Holy Spirit abiding within you? Do you have the Spirit of God bearing witness with your spirit that you are indeed forgiven of all trespasses, of all sins, of all transgressions against God? We're told that the transgression of the law is sin. The law Thou shalt have no other gods before me. It is written in Exodus chapter 20. Who or what is your God? Your God is the very object that you put your faith and you put your trust in. To give you peace, security in this life and in the life to come. So I repeat, who or what is your God? If your God is not, if you're not looking to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who came down in the person of Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord Jesus Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You're not trusting in Him. In Him alone. If your worship, if your service, if your purpose of life is not directed toward Him, then you are guilty of idolatry, the sin of idolatry. We're told in Revelation 21.8, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. One lies all it takes to make you a liar. You've sinned. You need Emmanuel, God with us, the Lord Jesus Christ. You need his shed blood to cleanse you from all sin. I'm reminded of the exhortation in the book of Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 18, Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, though they be red like crimson. They shall be as wool. May you be willing, may you be obedient to come unto Jesus, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless and taketh his name in vain. You use the name of Jesus Christ, Lightly joking around with your friends is a cuss word. You say God and the word damn simultaneously. Or even when you're sitting in church, or you're in church and you're just going through the motions and you're saying God, you're saying Jesus, but you're not really saying his name from your heart. Those are all ways that you take the name of God in vain and you blaspheme the name of the Lord God 
You need Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, it is written. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Salvation is not through your church. Salvation is not through Mary. Salvation is not through sacraments, water, baptism. No, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done. According to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, being justified freely by his grace, grace, unmerited, unearned favor. Therefore, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. We're told in the book of Titus, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And the grace of God that has appeared to all men that brings salvation teaches us to live godly, soberly, righteously in this present evil world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, quickened by the Spirit. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Thou shalt not covet, the covetous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, Thou shalt not steal. Jesus said, He that entereth not by the door to the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Desire to go and sin no more. And call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God with us, came down. Conceived of the Holy Ghost, born of a virgin, to save his people from their sins. And he shall save you from your sins. Oh, but marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. For since a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We're told in St. John 1, Jesus, he came unto his own, the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, and his own received him not, but to as many as received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Jesus said, he that believeth on him is not condemned. And he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. We're told, Whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. You know there was a time when your mommy and your daddy told you to do what was in your best interest, but you didn't listen and you suffered the consequences. For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image of any likeness, of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. You may not be bowed down, per se, to literal statues of Buddha, Krishna, Mary, or any other so-called icon, religious icon, or religious God. But you do bow down to that image you see every day when you look in the mirror. It's called humanism. Worshipping and serving the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Being a lover of pleasure more than a lover of God. It's sin, it's idolatry. No idolater shall inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, but in such words, some of you, but you're washed, but you're sanctified. But you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So, idolater, there is washing, there is cleansing available for you. But you must come to Jesus Christ, you must be willing to acknowledge the fact that 
your sins. We placed upon him at that place called Calvary. And you must believe on him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall. It's a guarantee. But you must call upon him. For you are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. You must put your faith in Jesus Christ. Or you are of your father the devil. St. John 8, 48. Or St. John 8, 44. Excuse me. Jesus said, You have your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. For he was a murderer from the beginning, and he bowed not the truth. He was a liar and the father of lies. We already declared in Revelation 21 8, All liars shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. One lie is all it takes to make you a liar. So face it. Just confess to God you deserve the damnation, the lake of fire. But rejoice in looking to Jesus Christ. Ask him to be merciful to you. A sinner, humble yourself. Don't be like that proud Pharisee in Luke 18 that tried to justify himself before God by boasting of all his religious deeds. No, 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 no. Just confess, cry out to God, ask him to be merciful to you, a sinner. And as you cry out to God in repentance and you ask him to cleanse you in the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, God Almighty will place his Holy Spirit within you and your body will become the temple of the living God. And from there, take up your cross, follow Jesus Christ. Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth. Love God more than mammon, because you cannot serve both. For you will hate the one or love the other. And may you know that to live is Christ and to die is gain. This has been Evangelist Timothy Groover coming to you with the word of the King here on Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Please pray for me. Please pray for Kenny Wolfgang, his wife, Ruth. And just help us to labor in prayer together for the work of the Lord here at Holiness Bibles for the Blind. I give you thanks and I pray and trust that you've been blessed by this message.